0: Ten seconds to the Lord. Come on. Glory. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Please, if there's anybody outside, it doesn't matter what they are doing. Please ask them to stop everything they are doing. Let them come inside. When it's time for the word of God, nothing else matters anymore. So, whatever is going on outside, please tell everybody to come inside to come and listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. You know, I can't continue teaching if I'm not getting a response. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. um, I planned on ending our series on the 10. Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. And I trust you've been so blessed by this series. And I believe it has really um, helped you in your Christian journey. Myself, it has helped me because I've printed it in my prayer room and every single time I look at it to get instructed by the word of the Lord. There's a reason why God told Israel to put the laws on headbands and handbands write them on top of their walls so that they don't forget because forgetfulness can cost you a lot hallelujah that is how come sometimes there are some thoughts that you need to write down so you don't forget them you can go through them and then arm yourself with the word of god praise the lord so in our teaching we've been looking at um, 10 precious remedies against Satan's devices. And now we said that um, the first remedy, remedy against Satan's device is what we call walking by the rule of scripture. Walk by the rule of scripture. Which means the word of God must be your guide. The word of God must be the circumference or boundary within which you operate. You don't operate beyond the word of God. Number two, we said don't grieve the Holy Spirit because in this ongoing spiritual warfare, the Holy Ghost is your greatest ally or your greatest help. And without Him, you you can't do nothing. So you need the help of the Holy Spirit to bring guidance and direction to your life. So you don't grieve him. We mentioned nine things that grieves the Holy Spirit. Number three, we said pursue heavenly wisdom. And we said the foundation for engaging in heavenly wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We explained the four kinds of wisdom and the three sources of wisdom. And We said that the number four is to resist satan's first overture immediately that means any thought any um, imagination that seeks to give you an idea of how you should execute darkness must be resisted immediately you don't we don't wait for it to grow because it's a seed a thought is a seed and we explain the three Uh, processes of temptation, hallelujah. We said number five, strive to be filled constantly with the Holy Spirit. And we explain how the Christian can be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Ephesians chapter five, verse 18 to 20, uh, to the verse 20, the Bible tells us to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts unto the Lord, giving thanks always so it's um, uh, the point number five and then number six we said remain humble humility is a weapon satan cannot resist the bible says that god gives more grace to the humble and he resists the proud and we explained that pride that humility is first of all your attitude towards god and how you reverence him in holy and sacred things. Humility also is your attitude towards yourself, how you see yourself, how you grade yourself. And humility is seen in how you see others, how you treat others. Number seven, we said that remain, maintain a strong and constant watch. In other words, be on guard. And we explained the three gates that every child of god needs to be very careful if satan wants to keep you in an addiction he uses these three gates if satan wants to keep you in bondage he uses the three gates we said the first gate is the one the eye second gate is the ear and the third gate is the heart so what you hear what you watch and what gets into your heart is very important if you want to walk with god and if you want to resist the uh the the onslaughts of the kingdom of darkness Praise God. Number uh, eight, right? We got the last week. We said, maintain what? What? Constant communion with God, or maintain communion with God constantly. And we said to commune with God is not necessarily prayer, in as much as prayer also is an aspect of communion. But communion is actually keeping in touch with God. Is staying in touch with the Lord. It's like checking up on God at every moment of your life. And we uh, mentioned about uh, six things you can do to be able to keep communion with God, right? You remember? We said number one, tell Him how much you love Him constantly and how hungry you are for Him. Now, th- listen, these things are not supposed to remain I- in a book they are meant to remain in your heart it's supposed to be a practice you will never see the power of these things until you begin practicing them are you following that we also said number two you frequently do what read verses of scripture maybe you have done your devotion already but the course of the day just read about two verses or three verses and just let the word of God just imbibe your heart for some minutes some moments Are are you following this Number three, we said what? Pause occasionally during busy activities and just think about him and ponder over his word, over his goodness, and over his kindness. Sometimes you can be so busy in lectures, busy at work and all that, but find a time to just pause for like five minutes or three minutes or two minutes and just think about Jesus. It's a way of keeping communion with him. Number four, we said what? Listen or watch a message that reminds you about Jesus. Communion is like, uh, like, an, uh, like uh, you having been in a relationship with someone. How you check up on the person? That same process. So if you're in a relationship, you should you should translate that in your work with God in the same way. You check up on God. I just want you to know I love you. You get those those things right. And then number what six we said what uh, number five we said please some love songs and sing along. I'm talking of gospel songs, not Kojo uh, and songs. And then number six, we said, be in church for what? Corporate fellowship meetings. Very important. One of the ways of keeping in touch with Jesus. I didn't add a seventh one. When I went to him, the Holy Ghost gave it to me. Number seven, um, is to take the communion. <laughs> number seven, take the communion. Often. Jesus said, as often as you do this, you remember the lord's death he says do this in remembrance of me so the more any time you you take the communion at home in church you 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 are actually keeping in constant communion with god that's why it's called communion are you following that today for example when i was down with my quiet time and i was done praying I, I took the communion. There, there was something about God that left in my heart before I went out. And when it happens that way, you find it difficult focusing on other things that can distract you or other outlets that Satan can take advantage of to bring destruction to your life. Are you following that? Now, if you don't have communion, today when we close, in case maybe you can afford the Vim 2. Vim 2 is just 25 cities. Because your hair is how much? The hair you have been using is how much? Even today, barbers take 20 series. Right? Now when you barber your hair, so much? 30 series. And you barber your hair almost about every two weeks. The credits you buy is more than 30 series. Just buy Vimto. With Vimto, if you, are, if you manage it well, you can use Vimto for about six months. Depending on your poverty level. You can dilute it onto... It looks like water itself. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you give him to... And then you get... You put it in your bedroom. You take it after prayer every day. Now, listen. These things are... are, uh, Practices that you need to keep in your life. I'm I'm serious about what I'm telling you. You know, when you go to um, a fetish priest... The fetish priest eats things. They eat things. Are you following what I'm saying? They eat things. The things they sacrifice to their gods. When they finish, they eat some. They drink blood. And the more blood they drink, the the more it hardens them. It it makes them wicked. Likewise, when we partake in the communion, it softens our hearts and and makes us less wicked. Please, are you following what I'm telling you? Take the communion often. It's one of the ways of, of keeping in touch with the Lord. Praise God. So, every, let me put it this way every cult eats something. In as much as Christianity is not a cult, we eat something. And what you eat is communion. Are you following what I'm saying? So, there are always physical uh, mediums that are used to translate spiritual realities. When you go to a shrine, they deal with physical things, but they have spiritual meanings. I was watching one guy that was in, in, interviewed at one of these fetish priests. He has a god, Every the name of the god. They've, they've designed the god in a certain way. Then they've put a hammer on top of the head of the of the god. They said when you want to destroy somebody, you put the person's name on the head of the god. Then you take the hammer and hammer the head of the god. When you hammer the head of the god, the, that idol will visit the person and then the pain he had in the in the head. He puts the pain on the person. That's how the person dies of headache. But it's just a physical hammer. A physical hammer can translate into a spiritual headache. That's a serious matter. So we don't joke with some of these things. You know, sometimes when we speak about spiritual marriage, last time someone came to stand there and said that, so uh, so if you have a dream and then you spill spams, uh, uh, wet dreamer. Uh, so uh, what does a demon who is a spirit, a demon who is a spirit, does not need a physical spam for anything? Because people don't understand spiritual things. How come somebody can have a dream that in a dream you are crying when you woke up you were crying physically? This world is... See, we, the world is a, it's a spiritual world we are living in. How come Jesus shed his blood physically yet the effect is spiritually working in our lives? His blood was shed physically, but the effect of his blood is working physically in our lives. So don't tell me that communion is a normal drink we are taking. No, I'm going to come to some place right now in the teaching. But we need to take our spiritual life serious. Tell somebody eat something. So we're going to do number nine, number ten as the Lord gives us grace. Are you ready? All right. So number nine, the ninth precious remedy against Satan's devices. Are you ready? Combat Satan in Christ's strength and not your own strength. Combat Satan in Christ's strength and not your own strength. Now this particular point, when you really understand it, a lot of your struggles in your work with God will change. And I've been there before. I have tried several times using my own strength to handle certain things. And sometimes, when you walk with God for some time, at least for a long time, there is a strong temptation to make you think that the things you are experiencing, the way you are able to overcome sexual temptations, the way you are able to overcome certain kinds of besetting sins, um, is because there is something right that you are doing. There's a strong delusion that can affect you if you are not careful. Because we need to understand that we live on, by, in, and through the grace of God. Now this point here is one of the tricks that Satan can use against you in your comeback with him. So the point we are making here is to come back Satan in whose strength? In Christ's strength, I put something down here. One of Satan's delusions is to make Christians fight him by themselves. Sometimes you can even call, you can even cast a spell and say, "In the name of Jesus," but in your heart, you are thinking of your fasting as the power that is making it happen. One of Satan's delusions is to make Christians fight him by themselves. And when a Christian tries to fight Satan by himself, by his strength, by his self righteousness, what is going to happen is that Satan will mock and make fun of you because he has won the battle already. Are we following this? The truth is that you are no match for Satan. Please write that down. It's a truth you need to convince yourself about. The truth is that you are no match for Satan. Human beings are one of the weakest creatures on earth. You are no match for Satan. Human beings are one of the weakest creatures on earth. Are we following this? In spiritual warfare, the quickest way of being defeated is to fight in your own strength. In spiritual warfare, the quickest way of being defeated is to fight in your own strength. I'm teaching you some very vital principles that will help you in your Christian life. is what the books the bible says in the book of ephesians chapter 6 the verse 10 you can read that ephesians chapter 6 the verse 10 the bible says finally my brethren what be strong where 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 now in the lord and where and in the power of his might please Let's read it. Let's read this together in, in the voice of a stadium. Are you ready? One, two, go. So be, before Apostle Paul started talking about the rankings of of demonic authorities, he began by saying, "Finally, my brethren, be strong." In the Lord. He didn't ask you to be strong. He said you must be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Which means that our strength is always drawn from the Lord. On a daily basis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you check the New Testament carefully and pay attention to this, if you observe the New Testament epistles carefully, there are three things you normally find in Him, in whom, and through Him. Check it well. I'll give you an example in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 2, the verse 14. Now, watch that 2 Corinthians 2 14. The Bible says that now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph. Where are you seeing the thing in him, in whom, in Christ, and through Christ? These are the ones you find in the New Testament epistles. The moment you remove in Christ away, you are in trouble. You are on your own. So that means that. See, victory is caused by another being. You can never have victory in any area of your life without Christ. Another interesting verse is in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, I think uh, the verse, um, uh, let's try the verse 56. alright, now look, he says the sting of death is sin, the strength of sin is the Lord look at the next verse, the verse 57 now, can we read together I'm reading to you, the stadium voice one, two, go, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ did you see that? so hear me, any journey any spiritual activity that is not done in the strength of Jesus Christ is defeat to begin with. Have you ever decided you are going to embark on a three days journey and you went there as a champion and you realized that by the end of the three days you didn't accomplish anything? Have you noticed that before? You wanted to do seven days fasting. You wanted to do seven days fasting. Prayer meeting. You you decided you are going to do an all night for three days because you began to feel bad that the way your spiritual life has gone. You don't like how it, it is, and you said, "Today this week I'm going to do some some three days non stop all night." You add non stop. How did it go now? You took a decision without strength. I've tried that several times. Sack is a testimony. <laughs> Minister Sack is a testimony. Because I live with him. When I was doing the 40 days, Mr. Sack said he would do 40 days. Hey! He started day one, day two, day three. Before we realized he started with coconut. <laughs> and the coconut you know, I was it, like, mommy dear din, pa. <laughs> he was with the minister calling those times. So there was a place they've been going to eat. They didn't see the guy eating. Anytime he comes, he's fine, he's strong, and everything. So one time. Ah, they were going to break their cistus. They are doing their normal cistus. And they say, ah, and I say, ah, money anyone for? Why did not pay that You don't know. Tell somebody. It's not by might. It's not by might. hey it's not easy it's not by might. and if you've been here for some time I've told you when we started the fasting journey started about 16 years ago we started seven days drive me and then one of my pastor friends and then another guy who I think were three or four on fire the <laughs> boy. Seven days fasting, we started, so we planned that we are going to just break with porridge 20 pesos. We started day one, it was successful. We thank God. Day two, it was successful. Day three, and one of the guys said, It feels in the spirit. The Holy Ghost said, We should add granite to the cocoa. <laughs> we all were hungry so we said if God has spoken who are we <laughs> who are we and then we added the ground to it therefore the guy came back and he said the Holy Ghost said we should add bread 50 persons to it we said if God has spoken <laughs> who are we to deny that voice five. The guy said the Holy Ghost said we should increase the porridge to 50 persons. We said that's a familiar spirit. (laughs) A spirit that is always increasing your diet. That spirit. (laughs) Hallelujah. So the thing is that it is not by might. You have made so many promises to God about your spiritual life this year. How far now? I'm sure you started. You started with you. you were the first person to take the one-year Bible plan. You took the paper and you even did photocopies and laminated it. <laughs> you didn't finish Genesis. To the, you, you never finish Genesis. And you are watching my face. You never finished Genesis. Even me, I ended at (laughs) (laughs) roots. Auntie (laughs) 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 Roots I ended at root. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, beloved. I ended at root. So in Mimpo. I'm laminated. On One year plan, I've laminated it. <laughs> I ended that truth. So now I'm just doing my normal Bible reading. see job every day. Let's just read on. As the Lord leads. <laughs> At least my at least I've read the Bible twice, the whole Bible twice. Hallelujah. So when you set out in this spiritual warfare, I'm if you try to anything by your strength you will fail drastically because you see once you do it by your strength you are exposed and Satan is able to help you get defeated so one of the remedies the ninth remedy against Satan's devices is to combat Satan in the strength of Christ or in Christ's strength and not your own Listen, if you will go far with God, you you must always learn to say, help me, God. Help me. I don't come in my name. I don't do this in my name, Lord. I don't do this in my strength. I don't do this in my capacity, Lord. You must help me. That kind of attitude is the way to victory, I'm telling you. we were created as independent beings. Our survival is on God' dependence, Christ' dependence. That is why the New Testament is always filled with. In Him, in Christ, in whom and through Him. I tell people I am not one of the best teachers in the world. I'm telling you the truth. I am being helped by God. I'm telling you. Because sometimes eh, when I sit down and look at myself, I ask God, God, what did you find in me? To give me a teaching ability for people to understand your word through me. Because when I'm on my own, eh, without the help of the Spirit, when, I, when I'm in myself, I realize how daft I am. Daft, knowing nothing. my way, I'm asking what am I going to say at all to these people until I hold the microphone. And it always comes when I ask for help. Listen to me. In this natural life, independence is a sign of maturity. When you leave your parents' house that I'm working I have a salary of 4,000 cities. I don't need to stay with my parents anymore. I want to be on my own. That independence is interpreted as a sign of maturity. But in the realm of the spirit, dependence is a sign of maturity. The more dependent you are on God, the more the proof of your maturity. Check any man who has worked with God for a long time. That person always seems to be useless without Jesus. He always seems to be useless. He's always thanking God. He was, He's always saying, God, I'm nothing. You are everything to me. Without you, I can do nothing. So in the realm of the physical, independence is a sign of maturity. In the realm of the spirit, dependence is a sign of maturity. A.W. Toza was so close to Jesus that he when he's even buying a bulb for his church he asked the Holy Ghost which bulb he should buy can you imagine how God dominated he was how God dependent he was so I tell people that listen you can never stop an addiction by yourself so I sometimes I'm very careful when people talk to me about addictions that and I'll tell you that okay okay go and do six to six fasting in as much as it's part of the prescriptions the first thing I'll tell you is to tell Jesus to help you it sounds so you it sounds so casual man of God you said Jesus will help me if, if ah how should Jesus help me how should I tell him to help me that's the first solution because it's only see the Bible says it, it is God that worketh in us Both to what will and to do. That means God can change your desires. Can you imagine the Bible? God moved the heart of kings to do things they would never have done in their right senses. Read your Bible. God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He softened his heart at the same time. So hear me. God can do something in you in a day which would have taken you 10 years to accomplish in your own strength. I'm telling you. So that is how God gave us spiritual weapons because we can't do it on our own. He gave us the blood of Jesus. I come by the blood of Jesus. That's how you don't come to prayer in your own strength. You come to prayer by the blood. I think about two or three days ago um minister wisdom sent me a video maybe you can share it on the church page so you can look at it about some serious legality issue there's one young guy that appeared in like a spiritual court system where either someone in his family killed a small boy and spilled the blood of the small boy and the boy was in his school bag he's a dead person his ghost was still in the school uniform in the school bag and then he was his blood was crying against the guy, and the guy the, the the small boy was saying that they killed me, but they shed my blood. I was not supposed to die at this time. And then the man, the judge that was in the courtroom, the the young boy that was also being uh, that was also part of the court system, who the blood of the young boy was being witnessed against him, said that yes, your blood was shed innocently and I cannot be forgiven my own. But I bleed the blood of Jesus Christ which speaks better things than any blood. Once he said that, the boy argued and said, but my blood was also innocent. But he said, the blood of Jesus is more mightier than yours. Boom! Then the young boy disappeared. That's the first stage of this young guy's victory. So even in dealing with legalities, for example, you stole something 15 years ago and they asked who stole it He said you didn't steal it three times and they put an egg on the ground burst it and said whoever took this you will never prosper in your life and it's been 15 years what do you think can deal with this? accept the blood of Jesus tonight I just got a prayer topic we are going to bleed the blood over every legality Satan is using against our life. You didn't understand what I said. I said we are going to bleed the blood. Listen, you see, when you are a pastor, you must be, you must be, see you must have a very huge heart as a pastor. I'm telling you. Because you hear things. Some of them will kill your heart. Some of them will break your heart. But you must have a big heart. When somebody or you hear that somebody has fallen into a certain kind of immorality, be very careful to judge. And I'll tell you why. There are some kind or levels of immorality. Please pay attention to me carefully. There is a certain kind of immorality that came by temptation. That one is easier to deal with. Please, are you following what I'm saying? Listen to me carefully. There is a certain kind of immorality that is in your genes. You inherited it from your parents. And number three, there is a certain kind of immorality that actually is a legality. There is a man of God who impregnated a lady and denied it and the girl sat on the floor and said you you will sleep with women all your life until you are disgraced see that one is not scriptural. the guy can see flea fornication but he will run to it please are you following what i'm saying now so i said there's a kind of immorality that is what by what oh this class is too weak by what by temptation so it happened that you were tempted, you don't know what happened. The thing was finished. There is another one that comes by what it's, it's, in, it's in the genes. Your father had 30 children, married 10 wives. So that tendency is there, it's inside, it's in your blood. And the third kind is what a legality, it may be a case. That is in the family. No matter, you can be a tongue-talking Christian, but that's an issue. So if you're a pastor you don't understand this thing, you will kick everybody away from you. Are you following what I'm teaching you carefully? So Christians, be careful. Be careful who you judge. I'm teaching you here so hear me carefully we need to understand some of these things in our journey that whichever way you find yourself in it is the strength of Christ that overcomes every limitation yes so you can be fasting and the fasting is coming from your energy you can be fasting and the fasting is being energized by you you are the one initiating it If you witness, you realize I've had some hell challenge for some some weeks now. In the beginning of the year, God used three voices who are spiritual fathers in my life to tell me to hold on with fasting for some time. And I was still doing it. You know what I said? I said that when they were my age, I've seen their pictures when they were fasting. They were looking like broomsticks. And today, they have become fat in the Lord. They are telling me to hold on. I won't hold on. So the voice of God spoke to me two, three people. Because he knew if he told me, I'll think it's the voice of the devil. If a voice tells you, hold on with fasting. Now, if I'm on fire like that, I hear a voice to tell me to hold on fasting. Will I do? No, will, will I will I hold on? I will hold on. I finished 40 40 days. I finished, I went on 14 days. I finished started from the 30 days we did, and I started from first May, and my agenda was to do from first May to December 31st. Every day. In these hundred days we are doing, eh? There are some of you the Holy Ghost will tell you this particular day, eat. I'm teaching you something serious. I'm not saying you should eat too, but I'm telling you something this one is a prophetic instruction but you must be led okay so someone says pastor at long last your beloved church members are free forever you see I'm a very you see I understand spiritual things so. so when I'm talking like this I know what I'm saying So, please let's understand the ways of the Spirit. So, I still continued without understanding. And it ended me terribly. See, when I, as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to you by grace. I smile to you because the church must survive. I'm telling you the truth. Climbing the staircase is even a challenge, but I have to It's my duty as a pastor because I, number one, I love you guys. I can't live without you. I'm telling you the truth. And number two, if I stay home for a long time, I'll get rusted. And I know the damage I've caused to Satan. So if he sees me not praying, not doing anything, acting spiritually, I'll become your (laughs) share. Please, are you following what I'm saying? I'm teaching you some serious things here. There are things pastors will not tell you, but I have to tell you. So we understand how we walk with God. So we fight in the strength of Christ. I am begging you. There is nobody who will ever arrive in the kingdom. There is nobody who will ever be strong in the law. See, we have been encouraging spiritual capacity. But let me add this to it. Spiritual capacity is always in Christ's capacity. Not in your capacity. Spiritual capacity is in Christ's capacity. How enlarged Christ is in you? It is not how you are enlarging. It is how Christ is enlarging in you. So spiritual capacity is Christ's capacity in you. Don't forget that. So when we say you are growing spiritually, we are saying Christ is enlarging in you. We are saying Christ is being magnified in you. We are not saying that you are not becoming a big boy big boy wizzy. That's not what we are saying. So we are telling you, grow. Increase capacity. But the capacity we are talking here about is Christ. Because a time may come, you may be proud about your capacity. And look down on others. Who you think they don't have capacity. And that can be your undoing. so you can see some group of people in your life. <laughs> children of the Lord so we are not strong we are helped because our strength is of him so we fight in the strength of Christ this is the only way we can win in this spiritual battle so check it all the spiritual weapons you are not even part of it the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, praise and worship, communion, fasting, prayer. These are all weapons you are not involved in, even the whole armor of God. Check it. The Bible says put on the whole what? Armor of God. Not yours, not your armor. You don't have an armor. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. So Jesus said without me, you can do So learn to use the word help me. I come in your name. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Lord, I know I'm able to fast. But you're the one helping me. Lord, I know I just prayed 10 hours. But without you I can do nothing. When you start doing that, eh, Satan is not happy about it. Because Satan wants you to trust yourself. See, I had one dream. And it changed a revelation in my life. You all know, it's been almost two and a half years. I fast almost every day of my life. Two and a half years non-stop. I had a dream some few months ago. And in the dream, there was a fetish priest, heavyweight fetish priest. The tall man with his dress like a fetish priest. And he came to challenge me. And in the dream, all what I remembered is my the first things that I've done. So it was a challenge. And he told me to, that's a catalyst day. I should take the catalyst. If I'm able to cut him, I'm a strong man. I said, this guy is about to see something in his life. I took the cutlass. I blew it him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But in my mind, it was not in the name of Jesus. It was in the name of my fasting. And I took the cutlass. I said, this guy is about to die. Oh. I cut him. Foom! Let him bounce back. I cut him. Foom! Back that time foom the thing felt cal- cal- uh, bounced back. I started getting disappointed in myself, and in my mind, I knew I've lost the battle and I ran away. <laughs> and I woke up from the dream. <laughs> I'm not talking about, about last four years, when I was, I'm not talking about last 10 years when I was growing a lot though. I'm talking about now. When I woke up from the dream, and I knew there are levels and rankings and dimensions. See, there are principalities eh? their size and their weight is the whole of Ghana their one leg is like the whole of Ghana one principality go and check your Bible there is one angel his one leg covers all the seas of the world his one leg an angel and the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood so, what makes you think it's your sister to fasting? Now, <laughs> see what you're talking about here? What makes you think it's your 10 hours? That will conquer a principality that can look into your eyes and last will abide with you forever. <laughs> So listen to me, you fight in Christ's strength. Listen, if you want to keep a consistent morning devotion, I understand the power of discipline, but first of all, understand the power of trusting Christ as your help. He says I can do all things through, through, through Christ, which strengthens me. You can't survive without him, Jesus. Keep on masturbating every single time. And it's killing me. It's destroying my testimony as a child of God. And you see, when you are not sincere and you are working with God, you are wasting your time. Let me tell you something about God. You know, human beings, when you are bathroom, you close the door. So you are hiding your body from human beings. Eh? But in the realm of the spirit, it's TV. It's a stadium. No, I'm just letting you know who God is. So God, there is nothing that can be hidden with God. So the best help you can give to, your, to yourself is to be sincere with God. What are you hiding from God? Tell God, God, I am messed up. My life is in a mess right now. I have found myself in big trouble. If you don't help me, I know it will will disgrace my future. I know. Lord, I need your help. Before you start fasting, before you start praying. Because those are also vital elements which are inclusive. But I am saying that all these things are gained in the energy that comes from above. Are you following this? There are some spiritual issues that needs constant listening to teachings, over and over and over. You'll be fine. There are some that needs deliverance, and there are some that needs simple counseling. But you see, it will take the help of God to help you arrive there. So we are saying that in this spiritual battle you will have to fight in the strength of Jesus Christ I beg you if you are trusting yourself in any way if you are trusting yourself in the years you have worked with God I know a man that worked with God for about 40 years and in the latter part of his ministry he destroyed his ministry how many years have you worked with God? never arrive. Tell someone never arrive. So his blood, his name, his praise, his glory, these are weapons we fight with. Lift your hands and make his confession. Say, Jesus, I acknowledge today that without you, Please, I want you to mean what you're saying because listen in this spiritual atmosphere, everything is happening. You know? Don't wait for me to lay hands on somebody for the person to fall down before you realize something is going on. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, words are spirits. He says the words that I speak to you, they are spirit in their life. Say, Jesus, today I acknowledge that without you, I am nothing. I have tried, and I've tried again, and I've noticed that you are my strength you are the solution in fact the only solution to every trouble and every need that I have today I ask for strength from above because it comes from only you help me to live for you and that I will glorify your name when you help me in Jesus name Finally, in the book of Judges, chapter 5, verse 20. Now, when I was reading the book of Judges, okay, something happened. I saw something. This was about the prophetess Deborah with a man called Barak. Deborah was a prophetess and Deborah uh, uh, called on Barak to come and aid him to raise an army to fight the king of Caesarea. Because that king was so strong that he had 900 chariots of iron. And he oppressed Israel for 20 years. Go and read it in Judges 4. He oppressed Israel for 20 years. And they could not defeat him. Unto God raised the judge Deborah. And Deborah raised Barak. And Deborah gave them prophetic instructions on how to defeat him. And gave a prophecy. So, so. Barak raised ten thousand men, and and to the glory of God, Jaban, who was the king of Caesarea, who who kept Israel in captivity and suffering for twenty years, was defeated. He, in fact, he was even defeated by the hand of a woman. And they were beginning to give a prophetic praise to the Lord on how victory came. And 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 when I found this verse out. I was amazed. Check it out. He said, they what? They fought from where? From heaven. Weren't they fighting on earth? You <laughs> don't Are you getting this thing at all? They fought from where? From heaven. There I don't know for stars Angels. The angels in their courses did what? Fought against Caesarea. Which means it wasn't the 10,000 people who were fighting. Who was fighting? Heaven. So this prophetic song that they sang gave us the key to their victory. So it wasn't the 10,000 people Barak raised that destroyed Caesarea. The Bible says they fought from heaven. Which means the strength from the for from the victory came from heaven. And there was an earthly army a heavenly army was involved so he says the stars in their course did what? fought meanwhile they also fought oh my goodness this verse changed my life does someone? when I fight from heaven I fight from heaven Yes, if you learn how to fight from heaven, it simply means that you fight drawing your strength, your victory, your solution, your ideas from above. And the stars, I love that one. The stars in their courses fought against Caesarea. If the Lord should open your eyes in the realm of the spirit, you will appreciate the number of angels that are keeping you alive every single day. And guess what? Can you take this? The more you are growing spiritually, the more stronger your angels become. the more you are growing spiritually the more stronger your angels become have you noticed how it is easy for witches to destroy christians who are speaking in tongues please can i ask you a question why is it that the witches are able to get the christians and they are born again there was a prophetic program that was held. And one prophet called one man and he told him that the man has been having a problem with his car every single time. Meanwhile, he bought the car brand new. Every time he goes to the mechanic shop and the car was parked permanently. couldn't move again. You know what he told him? He said every midnight the witches drive the car and they, tra- they can travel to Kumasi with it and come back. And the car was a small car. So, if witches take a 1.3 engine capacity car to Kumasi every day for one year, will the car survive? Now, a logical person will tell me how can the car be parked there and the witches are driving. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How can a witch take a broomstick and fly to UK? Answer me. Listen, the technology in the spirit, eh, the technology in the spirit is far, far advanced. We are just enjoying just one percent of the technology in the spirit. When two witches meet, they don't talk. Have you been a witch before? <laughs> One, two witches meet, they don't talk. They just look at each other and they are talking. It's a technology. <laughs> so we are now using FaceTime and Zoom. There is Zoom in the <laughs> See? You have not seen spiritual things so- there was an account of a man that the kingdom of darkness wanted to destroy. It was a rich man who was helping people, and they said they would bring this guy down. They destroyed all his businesses. They destroyed everything, and Satan said it's not enough. He told the agent that the shona is not enough. We want to see him completely down, and they made him sell all his houses. His last house also. They said they determined the price he was going to sell it in the spirit in the meeting, and they used toilets to paint the house spiritually, but physically it was a white house. So anybody that passes doesn't see any glory in the house. And the price that they agreed on on their altar during their meeting was the price he eventually sold the building. Some of you eh, your life was programmed and you are not living it. Your script was written in the covens of darkness and you are acting it without knowing. You see, that's why we come for church service. Because this is our COVID. When we meet like this, we program our, we program our destinies. We arrange things in the realm of the spirit. We put things in place. Things that the kingdom of darkness misarranged. We rearrange through prayer, through declaration, the word of God. Through the renew of our minds. We are shifting things in the spirit. Don't joke with such a meeting. next week I'll be sharing with you because you see the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devil's devices I'll be speaking on the last point which we call prayer match that's the number 10 we're going to talk about it last, next week and you'll be shocked to know an account ahead of one guy who was from darkness and came into light and was warning Christians he said that Satan is too organized they assigned three demons to every Christian home or Christian house to monitor every activity, and their main assignment when they go to the homes is to number one, cause weakness in their spiritual life, the second thing is to cause them to slumber, and the third thing is to cause them to be sleepy Christians. So, they, they, you have been the three demons have been assigned in your house every day, they will make sure everything that is called spirituality, you will never accomplish it. And one of the things he said is that they, they, the, the three demons, they are part of them that will ensure that you don't go to church. There's one that will ensure you will never read your Bible. And I said, how can Satan be so organized like this? And we Christians are choking when we spend more than one hour in a meeting, people are angry. Meanwhile, demons are cooking themselves. There was one time I heard that, you know the communal confession we we gave? Someone said it's too long. That's why you will die before your time. It's too long. Hey! Do you know the meetings people are doing against your life? Do you know things, see... The kingdom of darkness. See, they they also have annual conferences. They do camp meetings. They do capacity building meetings. They fast. They pray just like us. Satan is copying the things God gave to us and he's doing it better. It's too long. Because we don't have understanding. If God should open our eyes and see the arrows, the pestilence, the diseases. Can you imagine they say they have a demon who is in charge of the air. To put sicknesses in the air we breathe. They have demons who are in charge of the sea. There are people who swim and the time they get out of the water. Three demons have entered them. They come home with a demon. There are demons in charge of fire and they make sure that before the year ends they get people burnt with fire every single time and they have demons in charge of land to make sure that any issue that goes on in this land it won't work for people and we Christians are joking that's why, right. listen see, see, be, see, let people tell you you are being too spiritual, do it when you rent a house let a pastor come and dedicate the place for you, don't joke with what I'm saying If you start a business, dedicate it. Dedicate it. You enter a new hostel. There are 300 people. If the hostel has been there for the past 5 to 10 years. There are over 300 people who have slept in that same room and on that same bed. They didn't change your bed for you. I hope you are aware. You came to meet the bed there. 300 people have slept on the bed. One of them is contaminated. And he slept on the bed and for all you know if you know there's christian impartation there's demonic impartation so we don't joke with anything i remember years ago on campus that there was a hostel on the customer road so we paid for it the first day i got into the place i prayed over my bed and me every day i was fasting on campus every day i was fasting and the first day I entered there I had a dream in the dream I saw different animals lined up I saw cockroaches I saw totties I saw snakes I saw lions they were lined up and the room door was opened they lined up and they all walked out of the room and I woke up from the dream there are some of you living with other spirits in that room without you knowing because the person who stayed there six years ago was a Buddhist he chanted and consecrated that particular room to his god or his idol and that's the room you are living in so have you realized you changed ever since you entered that room and many Christians are choking they, they, they take everything normal you had a dream when you entered the hostel you don't know what was happening you had a dream when you entered that house the house was cheap but the spirits operating there are expensive and you took everything for granted. Nobody anointed the place. You yourself didn't anoint the place. You didn't bring an oil for pastor to pray over you, to bless it. There are some houses when you enter that you will never prosper. I'm telling you. And many Christians are casual. You will have to deal with principalities. There are some areas in the where we are going to where we are moving to the spirit that is dominating the area is turning all the young people into alcoholics and thieves that's the spirit in that area there's an area, no young guy will finish school there's an area only drag addicts are in that that area that means there's a principality in charge so listen, if you're a Christian and you don't high up you're in trouble listen, we must fight from heaven today I'm opening your eyes so you don't take things for granted have you realized you're the only young guy who has finished the university don't be happy oh! don't be proud of yourself don't clap don't clap fast and pray and break something from that family do something about that thing and don't take anything for granted if not you repeat the same mistakes your mother repeated you do the same thing your father did. you do the same thing your aunties did. you do the same thing your uncles did. If you don't get serious in your work with God. I know what I'm saying. I've worked with God for some time. I have some experience. to a strand, they give instructions they will tell you this thing this is cola knot when you wake up in the morning say three things put the cola nut under the pillow when you are done on the third day throw it away somewhere they'll say when you finish go and do this go and bury it here that's why we also give fastings. we take communions we give directions bring your prayer request here i'm sure there's somebody who's sitting here he has heard it three times he has not brought his prayer request that's how we are careless we are like esau we are like esau who sell a birthright right for a morsel of bread I'm late, Uh, I'm hungry I need to go because I'm tired, we don't understand this thing there's a satanic church in US, they meet at 8 o'clock they close at 4pm what are they doing, they are cooking themselves in the spirits they serve you see the church is weak So now pastors must design messages That makes them laugh And and make them joyful He must not talk about sin Because when you talk about sin People will leave the church So you don't talk about certain things And the pastor will make everybody excited We preach for only 30 minutes Because we don't want to bore the church We don't want to make the members unhappy So we want to do things according to how the church wants it to be This is what is raising a lot of weaklings in the body of Christ Because we don't understand that we are in war. We are in war. And the things the Lord is showing me that is coming. That is coming. If you are not serious with God, that wave will blow you along with it. Please rise up on your feet. I want us to pray this serious prayer. You want to pray the Father in the midst of this darkness. Preserve me and my generation. Lift your voice and begin to pray from the bottom of your heart. Pray this serious prayer that in the midst of the darkness, preserve me and my generation. In the midst of the wicked generation we live in, Preserve me. And my generation cry to Jesus in prayer. Let a panakatona, let a takanja take the tatai, let a tapalakuya a rakaba, yana, anatolata, lapa. A shut up a little matter, Wapatoma, Robert Tale to come back, my dog, yet a dollar. to yell at the door, Aria, Aria do Lale, Aria do Lale, this is a one on one with Jesus. This is a one on one with Jesus. This is a one on one with Jesus talk to him. Pour your heart. Pour your heart. Jesus, save me from this generation. Save me from the darkness that is ongoing. Wash me and cleanse me. Preserve me, Jesus. In this wicked generation, lift your voice and pray. Can you lift your voice? Can you increase your voice? Can you cry to Jesus? Show some seriousness here The kingdom of darkness is not playing Satan is not joking You can't afford to joke You can't afford to be casual No 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 Get angry No go get infuriated. and say jesus no it's enough it's enough jesus no save me and my generation save me and my generation bring me out of the pit bring me out of darkness bring me out of every demonic darkness jesus deliver me from evil deliver me from evil (laughs) I'm <laughs> gonna No not joking. Satan is not joking. You cannot joke either. Satan is not joking. You can't joke. You can't be passive. You cannot stand there aloof. Lift your voice and travail. As for spiritual capacity and strength, Jesus enlarge me. Jesus, deliver me from temptation and evil. Deliver me from every addiction let je vois